you're tracking in where you've been, the dirt from where you came from. You're bringing it along with you. And it's as if God's saying, put that out. Don't bring that with you in here. Just bring yourself so that I can do what it is I want to do with you. In a, in a physical and a spiritual sense. Because um, like this first lady saying, this is your house. This is God's world. This is God's universe. And in this particular region right here, he's there. He's holy. You don't want to tread in those things. Even if it's like, wait, are we just walking on dirt? You're not work, walking on dirt anymore. It's not the same dirt you was just treading on. You're on holy ground. So uh, making that difference with, between clean and unclean. Because God is there, it is now holy. It is now different from what you came up with. Amen. And, and it was so important for him to establish that with Moses. If Moses is going to lead a people who has up until this point been in a place where they've picked up so much on their shoes, so to speak. They've got to be of a mindset. and You've got to know that whatever you've picked up in these 40 years and whatever you've been carrying this 40 years, lay it aside because you're dealing with me now. And where I am, there is a difference. The song writer wrote, when Jesus comes, all of Satan's power is broken. Mm -hmm. When Jesus comes, he wipes all our tears away. He takes your gloom and turns your life to glory for all will change when Jesus comes to stay. And that's got to be in our mind when we address him. When we go before his throne, we've got to know that there is a difference. It's not like uh, what, with, um, what was said. It's, it's not like it's your buddy who you're talking to or somebody who um, you just ran into on the street. You're talking to God Almighty. So even the way you approach him needs to be different. I'm not saying you can't have those good morning Lord moments and everything that you, you have to speak Greek and Hebrew in order to address him <laughs> and be laying prostrate every time. But if you take enough time to acknowledge who he really is, your body will do that for you. You're not going to be able to just stand before me if you really recognize who God is. When you look and read the scriptures that talks about who he really is, how can you stand boldly in his face and say some of the things that we say? Not even addressing him, speaking in his presence, knowing he's there and the stuff that will come out of your mouth or that will come out of your mind. That's another way of putting it, because some things you say, but some stuff sits in your mind and then you let it out of your mouth. The stuff that comes out of your mind in God's presence is not good. And he's putting a difference. He's putting that separation with with Moses. Take your shoes off. Govern yourselves accordingly, because this is holy ground, because I'm here. Just how I make my presence known makes this ground holy. So don't just step on it like you would anywhere else. And that establishes something in Moses that he's going to need when he goes 
to lead. Lord, help us, these people. Because if he didn't have that established in the beginning, he'd have some problems. Then he introduces himself. Let's look at that for a moment. God introduces himself to Moses. Doesn't Moses know who God is? Listen to the introduction. He said, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Why the introduction? What's significant about that? What We know that it was something that needed to happen because God did it. God's not just up there saying, oh, I thought I just had a little razzle-dazzle. There's a reason behind what he does. Sister Chapman? The first thing I thought of was that he came out of a place that was filled with different gods or that uh, gave credit to the things that God did to the sun, like, okay, here goes the sun. There's a God for that. Here's some frogs. There's a God for that, too. But God's letting them know, letting him know, because he, God already knows what he's about to do. He knows he's about to show that he's got it all. So he's reestablishing to Moses his heritage and his line that he comes from and who he is to him. Like, I'm your God that your mama taught you about when you was young before you came back to Pharaoh's home. This is who you're dealing with. And, you know, just kind of making sure he doesn't acquaint him with any other guy he may have picked up along the way. Hmm. Okay. Do we see how this introduction and this segment of what Stephen is speaking of ties to the time that they're in at that moment? Let's... Fast forward from what he's talking about to where he is. He's standing before the high council. Is this reflective at all? Do we see any kind of way how this ties into where the people are? Like, you guys should be listening a little closer because he's saying more than what, what you're listening to. Y'all are hearing a story, but he's saying... Something a little bit more. Do we see something a little bit more in what he's saying and how it ties to uh, the the time that they're in and the situation that he's in currently? I think through the point that I think that through the point that he was trying to make with Moses, like um, Sister Elena was saying, is that we have to be reminded, you know, and the people at that time weren't seeing that if all the disciples were saying this is some, the man that Moses had talked about, you know, and the people of, you know, what we've come to know as the Old Testament. So it's not new to them. They just had mm -hmm. to remember what it is that, you know, was separate from all other things, you know, beyond the religion aspect, beyond all of the pre-established uh, things. Okay. I was going to say, too, it goes back to me, um, to the relationship thing. And I believe uh, one of the big reasons why he's highlighting Moses is he's establishing 
the fact that all these people were in tune with God. Mm. And I think that Stephen is trying to highlight to them, where did it go? You know, what happened to this? What happened to when y'all really knew what God wanted? What God was saying? Because if so, there's no way you would have missed the beam and the light saying, this is my beloved son. There's no right. way you would have missed, right. you know, the miracles and the prophecies and everything that you study that pointed to the fact that Jesus was the Messiah and you persecuted him. And worse than that, because that worked about the will of the father. But now you're persecuting his followers. You're persecuting, because he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Now the draw is happening, and you're persecuting those being drawn to Christ. Hmm. You're, you're not in tuned. You're missing God here. Yeah. And I think he's given these examples of people who, regardless of what they went through, listened to God. All of them had some bad crap happen. Okay, you killed Jesus. We're here now. You can adjust. Mm -hmm. You can come to the truth. But you're out of tune. Your ear's out of tune. Okay. With the God. Out of tune with the Spirit. If, if you play a note that's supposed to have a harmony, a certain kind of harmony, if somebody plays something off the scale, so to speak, you can tell sometimes... It's it's almost to the point where you can feel it. I remember being in in uh, was it Jubilee Singers or one of the singing groups that we had in school, and it would get to the point where you know you are so in tune that when you're singing, your voice blends with the other person so much to the point you can feel it. You can feel the vibration of their voice and yours in perfect harmony. And when it's not, you don't feel it. You hear something. And it's like, eh. And then you look at the director saying, who is that? You know, trying to find who, who's turning this whole beautiful chorale into something that could be considered a joyful noise, but a noise nonetheless. But they were not in tune. They had to see also, Moses was a leader. You all are leaders. And the people were not receptive of Moses. When he went back, they weren't saying, oh, Moses here. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes. They weren't doing that for Moses. It's like, oh, here you go. He didn't go back and say, everybody, this is what we're about to do. He had a mission. He had to go grab Aaron so he could be a mouthpiece. And he had to go to Pharaoh and say, look. This is what God wants. He he could he didn't have the approval of the people. He didn't need the approval of the people. They wanted something that only God could give them. Because if they could have done it for themselves in 400 years, they would have figured it out. And don't think that some didn't try. Look, this has gotten out of hand. We got we to gotta do something about this. Come on, y'all. Let's rally together. They can't stop all of us. But the groups of them that tried didn't make it. Failed attempts. That happened in, in American history, in American slavery. There were attempts that were stomped out because a mentality 
that fears of power is still stuck in that state, not going to be able to rise up. You got to free your mind first. And some people weren't ready for it. And when Jesus came onto the scene, they didn't realize they were still in a slave mentality. You're under Rome. You're looking at Rome as the power. Wait a minute. Don't go into that mindset. It's very apropos that he would bring up Moses during this time because they looked at Egypt as the power. Y'all forgot where the power came from. So you needed to be reminded and Moses did it in a way that they couldn't credit Moses for it. Because Moses wouldn't credit Moses for it. And now you watch the son of God come onto the scene and fulfill the prophecies of those who you read about every single day. And yet, he spoke the truth in love and you rejected him because you were still not recognizing the power. Sister Chapman. What you're saying goes right with um, verse 36 and 37 where it says he brought them out after that he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me him shall you hear so it's like what you just said those signs those wonders god showed that he was with moses to establish who he is okay y'all see he's not just making up stuff this isn't off the top of his head he's got authentic source he's got the real source he's connected to god and then he gives a prophecy that someone's going to come up among them and do the exact same thing to deliver him which is jesus and he's the one that has to be heard. Yet, like you said, that slave mentality, mm -hmm. you're going back to looking to your flesh and what you can figure out in your mind to come out and not trust in what is necessary, which is faith in Jesus Christ and the Lord who is over your oppressors to bring you out. Mm. Uh, Brother Coleman. I sorry I'm late. <laughs> um, I agree, but I would say it in a different type of way. Um, I'd say um, how you're approaching it is, well, how they're approaching it, or how he's saying they approach it, is through man's eyes instead of God's eyes. Mm -hmm. So everything they've shown him is God chose this person because this is who he impregnated purpose with. Moses was a pregnant purpose at birth to do this. Abraham at birth, I, I already knew him, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob, I knew him in his, his womb. So my purpose is not y'all purpose. Just like Christ. Y'all thought Christ was gonna come in this big picture, come over and take over the world, but he came even his birth showed that he was gonna born in a manger, but it was eating trough. So we were going to eat from him. He born and swallowed the clothes was Back then, that's what they wrapped dead people in. So he was going to die for us. Like, it's this the purpose. Y'all, I'm looking at God's purpose showing everything happened for a purpose. 
the way I want it. Not the way y'all see it. Y'all want to see it through worldly eyes. Right. Y'all keep going back to Egypt because that's what y'all saw as power on earth. I'm power in heaven. I'm going to show you heavenly power. Yeah. So when they kept trying to run back to what they knew and God's like, I'm a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. Y'all see me. Yeah. But why do y'all keep choosing the other way? That's what I feel like Stephen been saying. Like, no matter how y'all feel, whatever y'all keep saying, y'all keep going back to Moses. Y'all keep going back to um, all these prophets. Mm-hmm. Y'all deny them, looking at them through y'all eyes instead of God's eyes. And now that I'm showing you what are y'all doing, y'all getting mad today still because y'all choose not to look at it through God's eyes. Yeah. So, sorry to be late. I know, you good. Sister Chapman? It's good. And I was just confirming agreement. You're saying that those who he's talking to is looking to see things happen as they did before mm-hmm. as opposed to how God wants to do it through Christ now. Was that what you were saying? I just wanted to make sure that I'm understanding and we're in agreement. Are we referencing the people that see him or speaking to? I'm saying between both. Like, um, he's saying to what a, um, I was saying that um, he's Oh, train of thought. My fault, my fault. Um, I was saying that he uh, he's speaking to them through them. So I'm like, I'm using all your examples because y'all keep saying I'm blaspheming Moses or I'm blaspheming the prophets. And this is what all the prophets say. And he's saying, I'm, he's using their analogy or the way they think, the way they see through man's eyes to show you that, hey, even through you, the way you're looking at it now, you looked at it back then. Your fathers did it. I couldn't be you saying, hey, we're the same. I'm the same as you, brother and fathers. Hey, we're the same. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, I used to look at it through your eyes as well. But through God's eyes, this is different. Yeah. Amen. Also looking at things that he said and compared to the things that Peter was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because remember, Stephen is a part of this group. Right. And they're all kind of trying to hammer home to everybody, the people of Israel, and all those listening, the same point. Um, the first thing I thought about when uh, Brother Como was saying what he was saying is when Peter started referencing Jesus, saying, listen, he went back to David. And he's like, the person David was referring to, yeah, the person David had this love for, this is him. You missed it. Yeah. This was him. He was here. He was already here. What you were waiting for, what you were prophesying about, he was already here and you missed it. But that doesn't make you evil. You just missed it. But you missing it now is a choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, the spirit's here. The, yeah. the, the upper room thing has happened. It's in the land. And he, I feel like he's trying to, from what they know, kind of like when you um, take a chance to hear atheism to be able to further relate to an atheist not relate but to um, better convey the point of Christ Mm -hmm. you know he's using what he knows they know and what they take so much pride in Yeah, you know like Peter says study to show yourself approved 
what they take pride in is their knowledge of what has passed. And he's using that to continue to confirm and reaffirm to them, Christ is that rock. Christ is what we're supposed to be standing on. This is what connects us now. This is the new covenant. It's not not God. You're not you're persecuting God by persecuting Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is this is it now. This is the precedence. This is going forward what we believe in. Yeah. Brother Lewis. Thank you. They uh, they kind of already said it. I was just gonna add to it that um, along the lines of that salvation came. And because you were, and Brother Coleman kind of already said that, that salvation came, you rejected it, and even now you have the chance to get it. So what are you doing now? You have today to get right with God, and you're rejecting it, and you're missing it, because you're clouded by your, um, you're clouded by what you think how it ought to be. And it's already happened. Amen. Sister Chapman? I'm going to say along with that in agreement that Jesus identified the spirit that they were of. That it's not just a, like Deacon Johnson said, it's not just a matter of you don't get it, you don't want it. Your deeds are evil. You're like, he didn't just say your father is the, that killed the prophet. He said your daddy the devil. He, he broke it down. And it shows what spirit they're of because at the end of this conversation or uh, this dissertation, however you want to say it, um, after Stephen spoke the truth, what was in them came out. And it shows there's a difference between ignorance and just straight up rebellion. And I want it my way. I want to do what I want to do. I hear the truth. It's in my face. It makes sense. I don't want it. So... Jesus, uh, when he called them vipers and called their daddy the devil, he went, he showed that that's the spirit they're of. And these um, conversations and these uh, witnesses that take place is not always for the ones who are not going to receive it. Many times it's for those who are listening. So it's like God gave Stephen an audience because everybody wasn't biting them. Everyone didn't stone them. There's somebody who heard it, and we know Paul held the coat, but he still heard that word Amen. put together in that way. Amen. Evangelist Nesbitt. I see Stephen um, giving them every opportunity to see themselves in what he's saying. He started way back then, giving opportunity after opportunity to see this is what our father said. This is what your your father's, he said, one word, your father's. And this is what they did. And showing, you know, it's just like sometimes when you you can see in somebody else, sometimes when you get an example, even sometimes when a message comes, then when you finally see yourself, then the conviction comes. But he's given them opportunity after opportunity to see themselves today in the things that have come up. You're doing, he's saying you're doing the same things. Yeah. And he's building to it uh, with uh, example after example that they are familiar with mm-hmm. to show them you're doing the same thing. Amen. And, and let's let's be reminded of something Jesus said that it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but what comes out. 
And that is to say, you can be sitting around with all of this. They're saying this, they're saying that. Okay, well, fine. Look at Daniel. He was in the midst of a, a heathen nation. He stayed true. He stayed righteous and right in the sight of God. You all can look at Rome and say that they, they got all these different practices. What does that have to do with you? All that can come in, but it doesn't have to come out of you. Because that's what's going to defile you. And they are proving those words. You can say, I didn't, I didn't like the way he divided it. I don't like the way he said it. Okay, but you're living it out. All of the stuff that they said about your fathers. Your fathers did this. Your fathers did, your fathers did that to the prophets. That you boast as being a part of you. Your fathers killed them. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not kill? Which one of them? Which one? What can they say to that? Now we take offense because we don't like the, the wording of it. Oh, come on. Grow up. Really grow up. Praise the Lord. Um, Brother Coleman, see the hand up. Well, I was just agreeing with uh, Janice. I thought, um, I thought this reminded me of uh, uh, Egypt. Because Stephen was saying things, and they were hearing it, and it was definitely getting on, on their nerves. It was bothering their, uh, let me back up a minute. We say that man is a three-part being, and one of those parts is his uh, logic, his mind, his mental, his thinking. Mm -hmm. The next part is his emotion, and the next part is his behavior. And in this conversation, Stephen was kind of speaking to their mindset, and he was speaking to their emotion, because they were Jews. Yeah. Salvation was of the Jew. Only the Jew can do it. And so here he comes and saying, look, from the time of the promise, y'all have gone against God. Y'all were blessed, but you went against God because of your pride and your emotions, or even your logic, that you think that you are it. And so every time you kill, you rebel against Moses, you, the patriarch, rebel against Joseph. Mm -hmm. Every, all, all you have done is rebel against God. But in the world's eyes, you look great. You are different. In the mm -hmm. world's eyes, you are salvation. But in God's eyes, you're going against the promise. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not walking as God has called you. He has a purpose. You have a purpose. Your purpose is to stay best. But God's purpose is not you, it's for the whole world. They're missing that. He said, through your seed, Abraham, the whole, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Mm -hmm. They don't see that. They don't, they don't, they don't look that way. So I think that's what Stephen, if you, in his conversation, he was responding to the first question, will Jesus do this? He said, let me show you what Jesus is going to do. Mm -hmm. And you know it, because his Holy Spirit was speaking to, uh, Stephen and the Holy Spirit was touching their heart. He's the one to convict. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what, what was happening in the whole conversation. Amen. It's it's amazing how words because we, we grew up with sticks and stones and break your bones but words will never hurt you. That's to help you through a period. That was a schoolmaster to bring you to the truth. 
to find that sticks and stones you sometimes would prefer because words hit where sticks and stones damage eventually heals but those words they stay with you for years they they hurt your soul you 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 can't even develop mentally in some cuz you got to grow around the scars that that you that continue to open up at the wrong times and and when you believe a lie for so long or if you believe what is true that's dressed in a lie it's it results in the same thing they believe the stories that Stephen was speaking of they they know what he's saying in terms of chronological order and all of that but what about the spirit of it? Jesus wanted to bring attention to the spirit of the law and not negate the letter because the letter, he said, all these things going to fall into place if you get this one thing, love. How can you love if you don't have God? Because God is love. And all this, he says, to love God, to love man, you all aren't doing any of that. And you've shown that you have a history of it because you boast in those who killed the prophets. You boast in those who let ego and envy corrupt their mind to put their brother to death whom God chose to save you from what you didn't even know was coming. They weren't thinking about no famine at that point. They weren't thinking about no famine when he had his coat, when his father was showing him favoritism, he wasn't, they weren't thinking about what this could mean. They just wanted this monkey off their back. This feeling that they had, they wanted to get rid of it. And because it's something I feel, then I got to do something to get rid of this feeling. And since he is what's bringing this feeling, getting rid of him will get rid of this feeling. Or... You can get rid of whatever is in you that is being provoked by it and then you don't feel it. You ever get to a point where someone says something to you and it doesn't bother you because your mind has been lifted? Whatever it is, it could have been something that made you mad because you're looking at a time frame and, and, and they're saying all of this stuff like, oh gosh, I got to do this. Because you're thinking not only about what they're saying, but your situation that you're in and they're controlling because they're d directing your mind to a narrative that they're creating for you. But then when you see the truth in it and they try the same stuff, it's like, this is so sad. Why? Why can you feel differently when the same person's doing the same thing? Well, you feel differently because you see the truth about what they're actually doing and what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know what? I see what you're trying to do. I'm not going to let you do that. No. And you find resolve in the truth and the truth will make you free. And that peace that passes understanding will be yours because they're not going to understand why you just resolve that what you're saying is not going to provoke me to rant. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I've had to say that to people. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> With a smile. But does he mean it? Is he doing it? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's that simple. Praise the Lord.